Welcome to The Pragmatic Pagan. Here we explore an inclusive pagan path via science-based witchcraft, no deities included. With a focus on nature and energy, this spiritual practice is centered on lunar tides and seasonal cycles. Check the link tree in the bio for lots of great resources. Merry meet all. This podcast is recorded on the homeland of the Duwamish people, and more broadly, the Coast Salish people, as well as many other indigenous tribes that make their home here in the Pacific Northwest of America, past, present, and future. As a spiritual being and steward of this land that I call home, I feel honored with the responsibility of caring for this piece of our planet. Please take a moment to join me in honoring the original stewards of the land on which you are residing and a moment of gratitude for the earth itself and the bounty it provides. Please join me in words that work for you. To the ancestors that hold this ground and for those spirits yet to come, May you fill me with guidance as I learn my place as a steward of this land and its creatures. In the gift of this role, I hold gratitude for all that surrounds me, for the water which cleanses me, for the earth's fruit which nourishes me, for the air that breathes life, for the fire that warms as it burns and for the divine cosmos within. I am a child of the universe, at one with the trees and the stars. May the tides of the moon fill me with silver and the sunbeams tint me in gold. From light to dark, from birth to death, spring to winter, new moon to full, and back again. It is a beautiful world, one worth protecting. This I will, as within, so without, as above, so below, as I am, so mote it be. The Pragmatic Pagan participates in Real Rent Duwamish as a way to compensate for the land that was stolen through violence and broken land treaties. I encourage you to look into and participate in Real Rent programs that support Indigenous communities in your area. I also encourage you to take an active stance in environmental issues, both at home and worldwide. Our planet needs its stewards, now more than ever. It can be as simple as picking up trash in your neighborhood, using less water, and buying local goods. Check out the link tree in the bio for more great ways to connect with our planet and give back. For many, the bite of winter is here in the air, a bit sooner than expected, prey caught unaware in this hunter moon. It is an ominous moon in this world today, filled with rising tempers and changing tides. Fires are burning and our world seems to be shuffling slowly towards chaos. Still, this hunter's moon hangs over us, a time of warning 
a time of preparation. As this moon rises in Aries, it draws on our sense of confidence and leadership. It asks us to truly look within and examine those qualities within ourselves. It is a time of action as we continue to bring balance into our journey. This moon sails on floating lunar tides, not tied to any particular month. The hunter's moon is designated as the moon closest following the harvest moon, one said to be the last chance for good hunting, as the moon appears bright and large on the horizon, rising just at sunset and filling the sky through the night, a light to hunt the world by. In fairy lore, it is said that this is the night the huntress rides with her hounds, preying on those humans wandering the roads. Opulent, robust, this full moon is here to fill us with reminders of what is yet to come, if we are willing to lead the way. While the new moon in Libra asks us to contemplate outer balance, Aries asks us to turn inwards, and as the first sign of the zodiac begets the beginning of things. Often represented by the planet Mars and the Ram, it is no surprise that this sign is also associated with the gods of war and of strength, of taking initiative, passion, leadership, and a bit of stubbornness as well. This is a cardinal fire sign, a time of action, always charging in, beginnings and initiatives. Perhaps so perfectly timed, a ram rising in a hunter's moon, a time of endings and beginnings, autumn hailing into winter, and Aries sitting on the horizon. So with this full moon, as we continue to look at balance, consider these dynamics within yourself. Where are you charging in and taking up too much space and energy? Where are you not, not spending or not getting enough energy? Spend time this full moon meditation contemplating that balance in your life, the balance of endings and beginnings, Drawing on the power of the moon's position in Aries, let those energy tides be a call to action, a moment of decision to attract that which you need and banish that what hinders you. Hopefully you've had time this past moon cycle to make your list of excess and needs. This lunar cycle we have been focusing on a witch's ladder, or knot spell, that incorporates color magic. Check out those episodes to learn more. Once you have selected your cords, you will be ready to begin. This first step is to charge the cords with your intent. If you've been following this month's lunar spell cycle with me, we will have done this starting on the first quarter moon and all this past week. The longer your intent has to brew, the more potent and refined it becomes. But if you didn't get a chance to do that, don't fret. During the large charging portion of this ritual, spend a few additional minutes with your intent. Really dig deep. Take the time you need to get your body humming with that reality. Before beginning my full moon ritual, I prefer to get all the steps ready and prepped so that I can stay in my little magical zone, so to speak. To do this, generally you will want to prep your circle area with the tools you will need, your pre-ritual bath and meditation needs, and then a post-ritual snack to help restore energy. You will also want to prep your spell working music playlist or any tools or for however you plan to raise your energy. I recommend starting your prep with a simple meditation, just something to clear the head and put space between your thoughts and the day. Once done with that, go ahead and do the spell prep work, gathering ingredients, making post-ritual treats, and drawing that cleansing bath. 
gather your items, and let's begin. Here we start in your pre-ritual bath or shower. Put on calming sounds or music, light a few candles, put on a favorite scent. This moment is all about you and your connection to the universe. During this first part of the full moon ritual, you are removing any intent from your current state so that you can more clearly focus on the upcoming spell work. Use this moment for self-love. Take a moment to show your body some gratitude. Toss on a face mask or put a cool cloth over your face. Let the world of humans and the tangible begin to fade. As you are lying in the warm bath or feeling the water run off your skin, maybe even surrounded by soap bubbles, begin to meditate on the elements surrounding you. Fire heals through warmth, penetrating aches and pains. Water washes away the stresses and anxieties. Air activates the bubbles on your skin, lifting your heart. Earth grounds you, providing a vessel to experience the universe in its many forms. The moon guides your spirit, pulling on the tides of the earth and body alike. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. Wrap yourself in a warm towel and enjoy a cool glass of water soaking in the element feeling it course through your body, your connection to the moon. Take a moment to both cast your circle and call quarters. Not sure how? Pause here and skip to that episode. Don't worry, you won't need anything but yourself. However, representations of the elements and or a circle are always helpful. When you return, we will move into the guided ritual. Safely inside your circle with the presence of the elements surrounding you, go ahead and have a seat. Taking each chord that you have selected, you will hold each one in your hands, meditating on the intent, need, will of that chord. You will also need the chord that represents you. This chord you will want to meditate on the you that you are when all the intent is in action. The future you, but now. What does this you do every day? What are the thoughts and patterns of a person with these intents in fruition? Spend some time here, especially if you didn't get a chance to do much meditation this past week. Once your chords are charged, you will be ready to work this spell. You can choose to do three, seven, nine, or thirteen knots, and it is up to you whether you braid the chords between the knots or not. I personally find that braiding helps to generate kinetic energy that travels into the knots. There are two chords in this ritual, a binding attraction ladder and a banishing ladder. The attraction ladder uses all 13 knots, the banishing knot uses only three. Let's begin the ritual. As always, remember to shape this to be unique for you. Feel free to change up the chant, the steps, etc. You do you.
Gathering your chords together, begin to envision your intent coming together, the first steps of your will coming into being. Tie your first knot, stating, Knot of one, my will be done. After tying the knot, continue to meditate on that intent. Begin to braid the cords, winding them together, tying them into your life, your heart, your soul, and the universe. Gathering your cords together again, tie the knot, stating, Knot of two, my will be true. After tying the knot, continue to meditate on that intent. Begin to braid the cords again, winding them together, tying them in to your life, your heart, your soul, the universe. Gather, bind the knot, state, knot of three, so it shall be. Meditate, braid, and begin again. Gather, bind, state, knot of four, this power is stored. Meditate, braid, and begin again. Knot of five, my will shall thrive. Meditate, braid. Knot of six, the spell I fix. Knot of seven, my will shall leaven. Knot of eight, my will be fate. Knot of nine, make this mine. Knot of ten, universe bend. Knot of eleven, from now till then. Knot of twelve, as within it dwells. Knot of thirteen, of this I dream. With this my will be done, as within, so without. As above, so below. As I will, so mote it be. Meditate here. Begin your energy work, raising the energy to fuel your intent. Hold your ladder while you dance, sing, move about clockwise within your circle. Raise your energy, and when it feels at its peak, begin to funnel it into the ladder, charging each knot, repeating each phrase, visualizing that intent manifesting. Once you've completed the attraction ladder, you can also choose to begin work on your banishing ladder as well. Sometimes I like to work the spells on the same night, other times I do the banishing ladder on a different night with a less full ritual. It just depends on the needs of the spell and my energy levels. Regardless of the next steps, this is a time to replenish. Drink some water, nibble on some food, and we begin again. For the banishing ladder, you follow the same steps, only this time, instead of charging with your intent, you are charging each knot with your feelings and the vibrations that you want to release. 
And over the course of the next waning moon, we will begin to meditate on and physically untie the knots we create tonight, untying them from our lives. Gathering your cords together, allow yourself to sink into the feelings you need to banish. Allow yourself to begin to hum that vibration, as uncomfortable as it may be. Then gather a cord for each feeling and an additional black cord for banishment. As you're meditating and beginning to, to fully envelop those feelings, begin to push that energy outward into the cords. As you begin the chant, let that energy flow into the knots. Let the emotions come. Ride the waves freely. Embrace the inner self. Gathering your cords, tie your first knot, stating, knot of one to be undone. After tying the knot, continue to meditate on those feelings. Let the vibrations leak into the cords. Gathering your cords together again, tie your second knot on top of the first, stating, knot of two, my will to undo. After tying the knot, continue to meditate on those feelings. Gather, bind the knot on top of the other, and state, knot of three, so it shall be. As a final meditation, let yourself go into that dark space. Let the energy pour into your knots as you tighten them. Repeat the three knot chant as many times as needed. Build it on top of each other until the negative energy is all tied up in that bundle, leaving you empty, hollow, and perhaps a bit raw. Once you have thanked and dismissed quarters and closed the circle, it is time to drink a bit of water, eat some food, and rest. Balance is a tough journey, filled with highs and lows, smiles and scraped knees. If you aren't getting bloodied, you probably aren't participating much. It's okay if you leave this full moon ritual feeling a bit raw. It means you did good work. But remember to keep that dash of hope on the side. Your attraction spell is now out into the universe, making its way. In fact, consider wearing your Attraction Witch's Ladder as a reminder of the bounty and hard work yet to come. You can use it as a tool every day to help ground your energy and help direct it towards your intent. Place your Banishing Ladder somewhere it will get a little exposure to you, to life. If you can put it outdoors, that's a great place. I wouldn't put this on an altar, since an altar is a physical representation of your inner self. You want these items and feelings gone from you, so place it somewhere you will remember, but not somewhere linked to you energetically. Then, as the waning moon makes its appearance, we will begin to untie those knots, releasing that energy, and letting those things go. Have a topic you want to learn more about, or a request for a spell? Please let me know. Your suggestion may be featured in an upcoming podcast. You can find me on Instagram, at ThePragmaticPagan, on Twitter, at PaganPragmatic, or on Facebook, at APragmaticPagan. If you follow me on Anchor Podcasts, you can even send me an audio question that may be played. Check it out. Would love to hear from you. (laughs) 